Welcome to the Whatever Podcast with Mark Deal. Hey folks, thanks for stopping by again. This is your your host, Mark Deal, and welcome to the Whatever with Mark Deal podcast. It's been a while. Uh, November just kind of kicked our butts between a week of family promise at church, a couple of nights of opening the emergency shelter, and Thanksgiving, and so we just didn't get anything done. Thought I was going to get back on track for December, but that didn't work out either. Some scheduling conflicts and just being sick, being sick, and the holidays. So, we're to the new year. So, we will try to do better and get more podcasts out. Uh, so today it's a deal family roundtable. I have Letitia, Natasha, Diana, and I. We tried to get Stephen to talk, but. He didn't have any interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Diana doesn't really. She, <laughs> she, she's going along with it. <laughs> Maybe if you get her the transcript that she can read later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can convert it into a PDF and email it to you. That would work. <laughs> but, uh, so today what we're going to do, we all like best of list, I think. I know Letitia and I really love best of lists. I really like any kind of list. Yeah, we're we're big <laughs> lists, but we're not going to do a best of list. We're basically basically going to look back and just talk about some of our our favorite things from 2019. Some some music, books, movies, TV shows, and hopefully, if they're artists or whatever that you haven't ever listened to or watched or read that. Maybe you'll give them a chance. Maybe we'll find something new for you to to try out. So, let's start out with music, with albums. Anybody got a couple of albums that they really love from 2019? Anybody can start. So, The High Women would Uh be my favorite of the year. Yeah. That's one we were going to talk about if we did a family broadcast back in November or December. We were going to talk about the high women. Why do you like that? You well, got, you got to say more than just. I, I, like this I just like it. <laughs> um, well, because I love Amanda Shires, and I want to be her when I grow up. And we're going to go see her next time. I summer. know. No, um, this spring. Is it spring? Yeah, it's like in March. Oh, cool. Um, and then I love. I just love all the people. On the album, but then I just, I love country music, and that is very, like, it's old school country music, but it's not. It's still, it's what Loretta Lynn yeah, would be t- singing if she did music she today. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I just, I love it, and I love um, the the title song. I think it's better than the original Attitude. Song, and I haven't made it through it yet without crying. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a great album. And I know that right now they haven't talked about a tour, um, because they're all on their own tours, really, at the moment. But um, I want to see them. I would like to get to see them live. That's your number one? Yeah. I've got several, but okay. probably the one that, um, the artist that I, I just discovered this year, she's been around for a while, but I got obsessed with her and listened to her album for about a month straight. Um, it, she calls her, she goes by Sudan Archives, and she is this... What kind of name is that? Well, she's Sudanese. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she's American, but she, um, she has roots in Sudan, and she's a violinist, classically trained violinist and she went back and learned um, a lot of Sudanese and African rhythms and fiddles stuff and she incorporates that into all of her music and it's it's unlike anything that you've ever heard it's great 
I bet you I would love that. Sudan archives. I'll show you. Um, oh, nope, that's something else. But right. So she's the one who I got obsessed with. I get to see her at Big Ears Festival in Knoxville if I get a ticket in time. Um, so I'm really excited about her. When is that? In March. End of March. It's the one where it's all like avant-garde and experimental and weirdo music and stuff. But Patti Smith is playing this year. Cool. Really excited, which is also why I'm scared it's going to sell out. But Student Archives, um, I thought the Angel Olsen album that got put out this year was by far her best. Um, and with my new speakers that you got me for Christmas, I pulled out the vinyl that you got me, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and it sounds even better. So I got all obsessed with it again and played it over and over. Um, the Danny Brown album was really good. I love him. And See, Anytime I hear Danny Brown, I think of Danny Joe Brown, who is the lead singer of Molly Hatchet. Oh. <laughs> no, I love him. him. I love him. No. <laughs> Danny Brown is a rapper, um, a very creative, talented rapper. Um, and then the Big Thief album, that well, the Big Thief put out two albums this year, but the second one, UFOF, I think the second one was UFOF. Whatever the second one that they put out was bananas good. It was really good. So I could go on. I mean, I've got a ton yeah. of stuff that I love that year, but those are the ones that stand out that I just played over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. Well, I'm not sure what Diana's doing right now. She's got <laughs> up from the table and is making tea or something. I've got a couple, and uh, they're both kind of bittersweet. Uh, first one is Scars by uh, John Kilzer. It came out early last year, uh, and it's a very good album. I don't have y'all listened to any, mm-hmm. any stuff like that. Well, Scars is the the title cut from it, and that's I think that's my favorite song. And it's about learning to live with your scars mm-hmm. and embracing them. And and the rest of the album, it's uh, there's some you know pop Americana. There's some Beatlesh stuff in there on a few of the songs. Uh, Another great song is Memphis Town, uh, an ode to, to Memphis that mixes some gospel and blues and, and stuff and, uh, you know, covers the good and the bad and the ugly of, of Memphis. But, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite albums, and unfortunately, it's his last since he uh, committed suicide in March, I believe. I guess I didn't realize that was suicide. Yeah, he had... Uh, you know, he had, he had struggled with addiction for years and years, and uh, we used to see him all the time in the 80s and 90s here, and I was always worried that that was going to be the last time to see him, but uh, <clears throat> he got clean, uh, got his doctorate in theology from someplace in England, uh, came back and had started a recovery ministry with the Methodist Church over in Memphis and then had recorded a couple albums and then he had recorded one last year and had started touring, you know, hitting clubs and stuff and uh, fell off the wagon and had checked himself into rehab and while he was at rehab from what I heard, I think he hung himself. Mm. You know, he Felt like he had let everybody down. That's terrible. And so then the next one that I've got is uh, In the End by the Cranberries. Oh, yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. good album. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> their, that's their last album. It had been, they'd been working on it uh, back in 2018 before <coughs> Universal Reardon died. And uh, I've always loved her voice. And so the band decided to go ahead and finish the album. All of the vocals from her were all from the demos, but it is... That's me sending you (laughs) tracks while I think of it. Tasha's sending me text. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, All of her, her vocals were demos, but the band decided to go ahead and finish the album and yeah, it's one of my favorite albums, especially uh, the title track, In the End. Uh, but, it, you know, 
it's a lot of songs about overcoming stuff and moving past uh, things in your past. And yeah. Yeah, those both, are both very. Those are sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ones that you picked. And hers are very. Her voice is very melancholy, anyway. So I think that's one of the reasons I liked it. So those are my two. Two that jumped to my mind. There's probably some others. Uh, the Gary Clark album that I got for Christmas. I really like that. Yeah, he's but, great. Uh, you got any albums in music? Not actual albums, but because of Rory loving Casey Musgraves, I've started listening to her. Oh, I really yeah. like her and Amanda Shires from going to to see and listen to her. And yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Too. Okay. And then because of her, the high women. So, yeah. I think those are all pretty good. I'm going to check out. Yeah. A couple for me because I don't know them. I sent you the tracks. Um, and I was wrong. UFOF was the first album Big Thief put out this year. Two Hands is the one, <coughs> is the second one they put out. Both of them are great, but Two Hands is the one that I loved the most. Seems like I've listened to a little of that. Seems like you sent me a Maybe. Or something. Yeah. I'll check them out again. And then, I mean. You got anything else? Yeah, I've got a Always. lot more. <laughs> we, might, we might come back. I don't though. know how much your listeners well, like hip hop, though. So I left a lot of those. Out. Danny Brown's on there, but uh, I'll tell some of the Maybe others. some of them want to listen to some yeah. hip hop. Maybe. Maybe I have some hip hop fans out there. Maybe you do. Between my dozen I don't mean to be listeners. Um, yeah, you're assuming, yeah. making assumptions. You're assuming they're all Americana country. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about. Maybe talk about some more music later. Okay. Have you seen any any of the ones that you were going to mention live this year? Um, I have seen Big Thief. Okay. I don't. I don't think I saw them on this tour. I don't think it was this year, unless they opened for somebody. Okay. We're going to talk about live music here. We did. Too, so okay. Well, yeah. We can do that. Let's move to movies. Now, Knives Out. No. Knives Out. <laughs> Knives Out was my favorite yeah. movie of the year. <laughs> now, Diane and I. Most of the movies, actually all the movies that we went to see, aside from Knives Out, were big tent movies. You know, we went to see Aladdin. The Lion King. Actually, we didn't see The Lion King in the theater. No, that's sad. You should have. We bought it and, yeah. But there's Captain Marvel, you know, the the Marvel movie. I did go see it, too. That was pretty good. I was disappointed in the ending, but... I'm usually disappointed in endings of horror movies that try to explain why or who the bad person is. Sometimes you just got to accept them as being evil. And Wait, who? which one are you talking about? It, too. Oh, yeah. That was the only horror movie <clears throat> I went to see. Yeah, but you never would. You never I went never, and saw Midsummer. Yeah. See, that's on my list. So and we always talk about all the movies we're going to go see, but then we rarely ever go. Yeah. But so the movies, the couple movies that I have, Captain Marvel, I love Captain Marvel, especially the Buffy-ish moment scene near the end when she's, the artificial intelligence is telling her that she's nothing and, you know, and she finally realizes, no, she is something. There's a couple, it harkens back to the scene in, uh, at the end of Buffy season seven, where all the Slayers get their power, mm-hmm. and uh, the end of season two, when she's fighting Angel, and she's holding the sword between her hands, and he's saying, "You know, your friends are gone. You know, and what do you have left at the end?" And so she realizes she just has her, and you know what happens next. So, <laughs> so yeah, I love Captain Marvel. Did you see that one in the theater? No, I'm way behind on Marvel movies. Have you, you seen that one at all? You have to see that no. one. Though. You haven't seen that one? Huh? We haven't. Because Never. while I was watching that part that he was uh-huh. talking about, I was thinking Natasha has to see this. Oh, well, yeah. i watch it. I'm, yeah, I'm way behind on Marvel. Yeah. Like, I'm way behind on hard movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a sucker for strong <coughs> female leads and stuff the other one Avengers Endgame I'm not even going to talk about that so everybody knows what a great movie that is 
So yeah, at least they should. It was you fantastic. Seen that yeah. yet Natasha. In game. No. Take your tissues. No, because I think I haven't even seen. You haven't seen Infinity War. Yeah, because when Endgame was in the theater, I didn't go when my friends went because I hadn't seen. I'm very disappointed. You're, you are going to have to come over and force yourself <laughs> to watch two movies in a row. I know you don't like to watch multiple yeah. movies, but we will sit down one night and watch all and of watch it. both okay. of them. Because uh, I got mad at the end of Infinity oh, Wars. I was so mad because she needed the next movie to come out. Right, right then. then. Oh. <laughs> I left the theater. Uh, but the other one was Knives Out. Love Knives Out. That was just so fun. I haven't oh, seen it yet, and I want to real bad. When so it we're not, not going to talk about it. No, except you, I mean, it's a murder mystery. But it's but so very clever. very twisty and clever. And funny. And and I might go see that weird. this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, when it was over, we were just grinning at each other. Like, <laughs> we're like, that was so fun. It was so fun. And Chris Evans is... Great. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. It's nice to see him oh, in Captain America. Him. Not in Captain America. What? Have you not been recording? I had never turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you hit a button. Yeah. yeah, well, you hit a button and it, it ever comes up and you get to see the sound levels and stuff. That is so funny. Or did I? But your headphones, could you tell if your headphones were on? Does it make... No, we're recording. Oh, I just worked that time. Okay, I will okay. cut that part out. <laughs> no, you probably okay. shouldn't. You yeah, should leave that in. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <clears throat> at least I think we're recording. We'll find out when we'll we get to the out. end because we're not going to do it all over again. <laughs> Is there anything you can do to double check right now? Is there uh, any tests well, you can make? <laughs> the, time, the time thing is going. So okay. Okay. I think right. we're good. <clears throat> yeah, nice I just all of a sudden panicked when I didn't remember pushing the button again. Okay. But I did. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Knives Out. Yeah, great. Knives Out is great. Everybody ought to go see that. Yeah, so that's my movie of the year. I might go see that today. <laughs> but I, this was the year, and like I've made fun of you for being behind on horror movies because this is the year that I got into horror movies and I've hated them for a long time. But so many of them right now are like really smart, and it's not just torture porn kind of stuff. It's um, so yeah, Us. It's all Us. That was really good. I love Jordan Peele, and then mm-hmm. Midsummer. Midsummer was fantastic. So that is on my list. Um, there was another one. I pulled up the list of 2019 movies. Oh, I thought Marriage Story on Netflix was really, really good. I sobbed through it. Um, but they do deserve all the awards that they're probably about to rack up. I thought they were very, it was very well acted. That might be my big ones for the year. <coughs> yeah, okay. that's probably... So my favorite, so I've seen all of the big blockbuster Marvel and um, Star Wars movies, but my favorite movie was Jojo Rabbit. It was brilliant and funny and sad and just, it was one of those that I left and I was like, I want to watch that again immediately. Like, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, it was fantastic. And what's it about? Um, it's about a little, <laughs> um, it's a satire. It's a <laughs> So it's about a kid in Germany during World War II and his imaginary friend is Hitler. He's in the Hitler Youth and it's him trying to come to terms with um, who his country is telling him to be and who his mom is trying to steer him to be without being direct because she doesn't want to get him hurt. But his mom is part of the resistance and is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. And he discovers her one day. And so then he's trying to, do I tell or do I not? Because it's my mom and I want my mom to be proud of me. But then they become friends and um sam rockwell is in it as um a german officer over the hitler youth because he um was apparently a very poor officer and got some people killed so he got shuffled around and now he's um and it's almost like a boy scout type situation but 
where you learn to love Hitler and kill things. And Sam Rockwell is just fantastic. <clears throat> well, and it's, I can never say his name. Taika, Taiki, Watiti. Uh-huh. However you say it. That guy. Yeah. The same guy who did Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah he's brilliant. And he plays um, Hitler as the imaginary friend. So the imaginary friend shows up and... But it's this cartoonish version, and it is, it's, y'all just need to see it. It's great. Yeah, there were a lot of jokes going around about, like, oh, the comedians that are, you know, the Joker guy, Todd Phillips or whatever, who's like, can't make a comedy in this culture, it's all PC, and they're like, oh, yeah, he just made a comedy about Hitler, where, then, I mean, just, it's so, so inappropriate, but it works, and it's respectful, and it's not... Yeah, because there's, it's never, yeah, it's never disrespectful. At least I didn't think yeah. it's never hitting down. It is making, it's, and it's not like you still there, you get to the end and you're, when Germany falls and just the, you still get the horror of war while still like, and having some empathy for some people that are on the other side and still being able to make fun of how ridiculous their bigotry is. Yeah. Kind of an appropriate movie for now. <laughs> yeah, it <right>. is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Even Steven, you, you can say that, right? Like, what? you want to jump in that how you love Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> you probably couldn't hear that, but Stephen gives a thumbs up. <laughs> have you ever read The Boy in Striped Pajamas? I have not. You need to read that. I feel like that one does not hit the same kind of humor no. as. No. <laughs> I think that was just sad. Just a different perspective of that time. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson is in Jojo Rabbit 2 and. She's great in it. Man, she's been busy this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, because she was a marriage story. Not going to go into detail over it, but it's, I think you would like it. And it's written more kid level, but it, yeah. And the board that saved my life. Okay. Those are not music or movies. It just made me think of those. Yeah. So what about movies for you? We saw the same ones. Yeah, we saw the same ones. I didn't. I don't think I went to. No, I think I took Rory to one that you didn't go to, but I can't even think what it was. Toy Story Four. Yes. 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 <clears throat> and I loved it. I cried, of course. We cry most movies. There's, <laughs> there's at least some scene in most movies that make us cry. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> so this. Was not, we didn't go see it in the theater, and I'm not even sure that it came out this year. But Anna and the Apocalypse is fantastic. It didn't come out, it came out last Christmas. (laughs) Yes, we did finally see Anna. I meant to talk about that because I loved it. I'm surprised it took you that long. That was, you were the target demographic. You are, movie. And yeah, we, it was great. I love the music, I love the characters. It took a very dark dark turn that, really surprised us and uh, yeah and that's when I it was so late I went to bed so I need to see it again it, and it's gory it's funny it. it's yeah and the singing is great it is <laughs> I, will, and, I will be looking for that soundtrack <laughs> and there were some very Buffyish moments in it yep yes <laughs> so yeah go see Anna and the Pocos <clears throat> or find it on Netflix I, I think it was on Netflix Okay, so any other movies anybody want to talk about? I don't think so. If you think of any. Let's move to books. I don't have much books to talk about. Yeah. I didn't really read more than a couple. <laughs> Where the Crawdad so, Sings. Did you Where read the that Crawdads one? Sing. Sorry, yes. That's good. Short synopsis? Oh, Wow. Just the extreme poverty and neglect that this kid grows up in 
and how she takes control of her life and survives. It's it's incredible. I've heard good things about that. I've, I've seen other people talk about where to cry. And then I gave it to Ann Miller to read when I finished, and I think she read it twice and then gave it to her son to read. It's just really good. And, of course, you know, with social work thoughts in my head, you know, just, yeah, it's, it was tough. Yeah. Okay. Any others? I'll think of them later. Okay. How about you? I, I did not read as much this year as I normally do. I think any of the books that made my top list we've already talked about on the podcast. But I loved, probably my favorite book of the year was um, the guy who does BoJack Horseman, Raphael Bob Waxberg. He wrote, he put out a book of short stories called Someone Someone Who Will Love You and All Your Glory. Oh, now I forgot it. Um, hold on, I'll look it up. Someone to Love You and All Your Damaged Glory. That's right. That's what it was. And it's all short stories about love and all the terrible ways that it goes wrong and all the it's if you watch Bojack it's that same kind of dark <clears throat> humor but with love and connection and good stuff underneath so that was probably my favorite one did you finish that one book I never finished it I never finished it <laughs> I don't know it. what it was it was but... called The Unconsoled um, and I it's still on my nightstand I intend to go back I just have not been in the mood it's such a cerebral like it's hard to read, and so usually if I'm reading in bed, I don't want to go that hard. Yeah. So, okay, I did read a couple of books, mm-hmm. and we talked about them earlier, mm-hmm. and they're not—I wouldn't call them favorites. I enjoy them; but they're all right. Yeah. Uh, the book I'm going to talk about is actually a graphic novel. <clears throat> oh, I did want to talk about that. Go ahead; I'll come back. Uh, I started reading this graphic novel year or so ago uh, Caleb Alexander a friend and one of the hosts of Southern Fried Geekery podcast if you're uh, a comic nerd and you should look them up and listen to their podcast now they are not safe for work so just want to warn you about that but it's a good podcast I don't really read a lot of comics anymore but I still stop in and listen them every once in a while they talk about movies also so they're they're a good place to stop but i started reading harold county and uh i was just downloading it onto my my tablet and reading a few issues of that and then i saw uh something about a library edition so i went and looked it up and that's the only way I'm going to read graphic novels from now on. Is library edition. It's like the they're, big font on yes, your iPhones they're, they're for older huge. people. <laughs> they're huge. They actually don't fit on any of the shelves in our bookcase. I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to move one of my uh, shelves that I use for albums in my office. I'm going to have to move stuff around and put them. But uh, I've got Harold County Volume One and it covers I think like the first eight issues but in addition to those eight issues it has tons of bonus material it has some of the other uh, tales from Harrow County stories it also has some written stories uh, some sketches they give they write about some of their inspiration for some of the different things that occur in the in the book uh, the but the the comic itself is by Cullen Bunn as a writer, and Tyler Crook is the, the artist. And it's a southern gothic horror series. And uh, it's about a 17-year-old girl that uh, her family and the townspeople all think that she's the reincarnation of a witch that they had, had they'd killed years before and uh, so it's the story of how that all plays out Uh, the artwork is great the guy Tyler Crook he hand painted in watercolor each of the panels so it's a beautiful 
The artwork is beautiful. The story is very Southern. They get the Southernness right. You know, we've talked a lot about watching Southerners Mm -hmm. in TV and movies and stuff where that's not Southern. It's not Arkansas Southern. Well, it's not any Southern, you know. (laughs) Caricature. Yeah, but this gets gets it right. So... I would recommend if you like graphic novels, if you like horror, if you like the South, mm-hmm. read Harrow County. And for Christmas, I got volumes two and three, and four is supposed to be on the way. So yeah, I've got the whole thing. So that is my suggestion. <clears throat> so graphic novel <clears throat> reminded me that the other my other favorite book of the year is the graphic novel that I got in Mexico City because I read it in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> but also the um, it was called El Loro de Frida Kahlo and the par- or yeah, the parrot of Frida Kahlo. And so the guy who wrote it, it, he just goes by Jason. Apparently he's a famous graphic novelist, not from Mexico. I just happened to get <coughs> the the translation because it was in the Frida Kahlo like little gift shop or whatever in the neighborhood. But it's a really weird quirky sense of humor. Um guy because i've looked at some of his other books and he just goes by jason all caps um but i was really proud because i read it in spanish so that was my that is cool it was a novella grafica (laughs) 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 that was my other favorite book um okay so my favorite book that i read this year was my sister the serial killer have you read it yet? No, I have not. You will like it. I don't know I've, why you won't read it. Well, it's, on a bunch of the, whole, it's on a bunch of the lists. I've got a whole stack of It books. won a Booker Prize. Okay. Um, <laughs> I cannot pronounce her name, so I'm not going to try. I've never heard it said. I can only, and it's Nigerian, so I'm not going to try to mess it up. I'm glad I come by that naturally. All of us have butchered some names, but we should probably <laughs> do better and research before we do no, a podcast so that we can say the names that we can say. Um, so yeah, it, it's great. It's really short. I read it in a flight from Little Rock to Denver. Like, read the whole thing. What? <clears throat> That's like a two-hour flight. Yeah, it's a short. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> short novel. And obviously, the... Um, protagonist sister is a serial killer and the book is about familial loyalty and she feels responsible for her sister and I think the the reason why she feels so responsible is like supposed to be kind of hidden I I, I don't know that you were supposed to figure it out as like early as I did, but I think I figured it out early because of what I do. Um, so anyway, she feels responsible and she's always called in to clean up the mess. And then, um, her sister sets her sights on the man that she's in love with. And so then she has to decide what to do and do I warn him do I cut this relationship off and try to save him or do I protect my little sister and it's it's interesting and the ending is good and it it's really quick and it, it's a quirky read um I think I said this it's said in Nigeria and anyway it's real good and you still have it mm-hmm. and I bought um dad a copy for his birthday I think, I, I think I still have it around. Maybe. Because it's, it's right up his alley. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I am going to read more this year as part of Rory and I's New Year's goals. <laughs> <laughs> Rory and my Whatever. New Year's goals. <laughs> Mom just shuddered. <laughs> so, you know, we teach English. <laughs> I probably skipped English. Uh, so yeah, our plan is to read at least a book a month. So these were, and actually these were all Rory's ideas. So we're, we're going to give it a try. Now we have decided on our first book is I got the complete Calvin and Hobbes collection for Christmas. And that's what she wants to start out with reading Calvin and Hobbes. I said, okay, we'll take that. So, 
Any other books anybody wants to talk about? Let's move on to TV. Anybody got any TV shows? Yeah. I'm watching the Gilmore Girls again. <laughs> <laughs> you like Gilmore Girls? Now? Yes. You didn't like it the first time we made you watch it. When, when we were obsessed had, with it. Yeah, but I never had time to sit down and watch it yeah. again. And, yeah. Well, then, so next are you going to watch The Marvelous Mrs. Mizell or however you say Maisel. that? Maisel. Probably. Yeah, because I haven't watched it yet, but yeah. um, people that love Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. say that that's the next yeah. logical progression. I've seen season one of The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Maisel. Amy loves it. She yes. It. Yeah, it's great. I'll start with, okay. Well, actually, I already kind of started. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it's not anything new. <laughs> but, it's true. It's not. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would like to. problems with our TV antenna. We have to go back it to the books great, And then the last three or four weeks, we're not picking anything up. So I'm not sure what happened to our antenna. So, so we do all. All recorded stuff. Yeah. Or all. Yeah. Netflix. And yeah. I'm missing Good Morning America. Um, news. Mm. Weather. <laughs> it's that time of year where phones. I obsess over weather. Oh, I like the I like the novel stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, back to the books. The one that I said was actually written in 2018. I just I read it this okay. year. I just thought I'd clarify. Okay. That, well, that's all right. <laughs> okay. Any new TV? <laughs> we haven't really watched a lot we of movies. Yeah. Well, Letitia and I have some uh, Good Omens. We I watched, love we Good Omens. Yeah, I liked Good of, Omens. Of Good Omens. That was fun. Uh, series by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. I think that's how you say Pratchett is the last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a demon and an angel that have over the eons have formed a friendship. It's more of a crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And depending on who yeah, you talk right. to, it's more than a crush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but they like Earth and humans, and uh, they are trying to prevent the, the Antichrist and Armageddon from happening, and they, they kidnap the kid that's supposed to be the Antichrist, and they're going to... They don't kidnap them. They just insinuate themselves into their lives. Well, they try, the they, demon does because yes. that's his job as a demon yes. to yeah. switch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then their idea is they will be influences on the kid's life and steer him away from being the Antichrist. Uh, polarity ensues <laughs> and tragedy okay. and. It's, I thought I thought it was a very good movie, uh, not they, movie series. Thought they yeah, did a really good job great. adapting yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and the actors were fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. It was, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought it, you know, questioned a lot of things. And thought, yeah, I thought it was good. My other one is uh, the Good Place. Oh well, yeah, we've been watching the, the, the last series of the Good Place, and that's another one that's hilarious and. Tragic sometimes and ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. philosophical questions. We will probably keep that in our rotation. Once I think so. We can well, one thing we love, uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. So. Yeah, that's a great show. What about y'all? Any others? Yeah, I would agree with both of those. And um, these are not like narrative um, series, but. Making it is. I love that show well, we so be, much. We did binge watch that one. <laughs> I watched that with Corey and Mitch in St. Louis. That's the Amy Poehler Nick uh, Offerman, yes. right? Yeah, and they are hilarious and weird, and um, I like all the stuff that they're making. It makes me want to be crafty. <laughs> I think that was the goal of the show. Yeah, no, nope. it, it's good. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that, are, are you done? I'm sure I'll think of more in a minute. So I started you, which, but I've only gotten through like three episodes so far. That one is fun. That one's a fun show. I've got, this has been the year of TV. It's been amazing TV. Well, you haven't read. Two, yeah, probably. Um, 
it's too much. It's too much to keep up with, like, all the good TV that's out. But the ones that have stood out to me the most that I'm obsessed with and have watched, gotten other people to watch so that I can watch it again. Um, the first one, Barry. I don't know. Has anybody watched Barry? I want to, but what's it on? Uh, I watch it on, H- it's HBO, I yeah. think. So, but it's Bill Hader. Um, Bill Hader. He is so talented. Um, and he, just not giving too much away, he's he's basically a, a veteran who comes back from the war. He was a, he was a sniper and somebody, um, <coughs> Henry Winkler, no, not Henry Winkler, uh, Stephen Root exploits his PTSD and gets him into um, basically, um, I mean, kills people. He's a hitman. And, but he, what he wants to be in his heart of hearts is an actor and Henry Winkler is his acting coach and it's really sweet and really dark and really funny. And they are all just massively talented. And I thought the ending, one of the episodes this year, I think should, I don't know if it got nominated for things, but it should definitely be nominated. And the ending was perfect. So that was Barry. Barry was great. Um, I mentioned Bojack because I love uh, I love that guy and I love that show. But in his universe, the that has spawned um, some other things. And so there was a show called Tuca and Birdie that is the same. Do y'all watch Bojack? Have y'all ever watched Bojack? No, I haven't. So, but you know what it is, right? Yeah. So, okay. So the illustrator for Bojack, Lisa Hannawalt, got her own show called Tuca and Birdie. And it had, um, oh, I'm not going to remember. It's Tiffany Haddish and... Uh, well, I love her. Um, she... Uh, Ali Wong is the other voice, <laughs> yeah. and they're best friends. And it's it's the most feminist, best. I don't know. And it got canceled after one season on Netflix, Aww. and it's devastating. But you should definitely watch it if you like, especially if you like BoJack. Um, it's just like kind of the I don't want to say the girl version because boys like it too. It's just it's got the most realistic women friendship that I think I've seen on TV ever. So, Duke and Birdie got spun off, and then one of the other producers made Undone, which is on Amazon. Oh, I have been Amazon. wanting to see that. And uh, I don't remember who the girl is. She's a fairly new actress, but Bob Odenkirk is the dad, and I can't even, I can't even describe kind of what it, it's a time bendy. She gets in a car accident, has a head injury, and then all of a sudden she can speak to her dead father, and she can travel through time, and she can do things, and, um, but it was beautiful, and I... I loved it. And this second season's coming out next year. And then my favorite of the whole year is Fleabag. And Fleabag should win all the things. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch it? I haven't no, watched it. No, I, I have to watch it. I rewatched <laughs> season two yesterday. Everybody that I've heard mm-hmm. talk about loves it. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. Uh, you just have to watch it. She breaks the fourth wall in a way that I've never seen anybody do it before. Andrew Scott's in it. Um, you know, oh, I love him. Yeah. He, he's in the second season. <laughs> A lot of them, they don't have names. You know, you never know her name. It's just Fleabag. And you never know Andrew Scott's name. He's just Hot Priest. And <laughs> it's just, it's clever and smart. And the dialogue is great. And it's emotional and funny. And they ended it. That's a, that should be a master class in how to end a show. Because it's done. Like, it's only two seasons and it's done. Um, but it was a brilliant ending. I could talk, I mean, I've got more. But those are the ones that I'm obsessed with. And still managed to watch a bunch of Parks and Rec reruns all the time, too. So... <laughs> It is. There is. We're in a golden age of uh, TV. Yeah. And there, there's too much. And when I get overwhelmed, I revert to NCIS <laughs> Los Angeles reruns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is one other the show that I want to talk about. And we were <laughs> going to talk about it earlier this summer. But Letitia hadn't watched it. I finally made her watch it. Is this Midsummer Murders or whatever? No, we're not okay. going to talk about Midsummer Murders. <laughs> we're not going to talk about which, that? Which I, I, do, I do love Midsummer Murders. <laughs> British TV show's been on 20-something years. Murder mystery. I love it. Letitia likes it. I do like it. It's that, fun. That, it's growing. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, I've had no choice. Well, <laughs> we're up to, I think, 2016 season. So the production values have gotten better yes. as they got along. Yeah. No, I want to talk about Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. It was but great. I'm mad that you made me watch it, and I'm kind of mad that they did it. <laughs> that is, I, I loved it, but I, I do, I kind of wish they hadn't made it. 
The episodes were great. I loved the characters. But now I, you know I did. how it turns out. And, you know, when you look, when you think about it, that, that was very Veronica Mars. You know, it wasn't a... None of the seasons had really happy endings. Yeah, it wasn't you know, it's, good. You know, she's lit a kind of tragic life. That's what I found in this one, I did not find her as empathetic as I did when she was a high school kid and even in the movie. Mm-hmm. This one, her her brokenness was seemed more bitter and harder edged. And I spent most of it saying go to therapy. Go to therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy. And you know, and you always have you want things to work out between the different characters. Because I've always loved Veronica and Weevil's dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that gets kind of broken in this. You know, Weevil's life doesn't turn out. You want all of them to lives to get better. You want Weevil to break the the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And be the the success story, the, the token success story, and he's not. He, yeah. He ends up leading the life that you would think. Spoilers. Well, if they haven't watched Veronica Mars okay. right now. Yeah. yeah. He ends up leading the life that you would expect a kid in a gang to end up leading. Yeah. Now, he and he's still, but he's still evil, and he's still good, and yeah. you still love him. Yeah, but uh, it breaks your heart more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is the show. Uh, I love the the two Mexican hitmen. <laughs> They're the, hilarious. That the cartel sent up to kill. <laughs> I don't remember the. Was it a nephew or a niece? It was a nephew, a nephew that got of, killed. Of, of, uh, a Mexican cartel that got killed. Yeah, in no, I saw, I saw yeah. the show, but I just don't he, remember. He wasn't the, he wasn't the intended victim, but they thought that he might be. Yeah, and so this cartel, the cartel leader's ex-wife, it was her nephew, and she made him send somebody up there, and they were hilarious. They loved being in America. Yeah. Where Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Restaurant. I don't remember. You don't remember part. them? No. You don't remember the some, machete I mean, at the end? How they? I mean, it's a really big Dick? part of it. Yeah, they are a big part. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't remember lots of details. I yeah. can remember the, the feeling a show gave yeah. me, but I, I lose, that's lose why, a lot of them. That's why I'm with books. Yeah. You know, if I read a book and somebody asks me what happened, yeah, I'm saying it made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know what I think about it, but I can't verbalize it most of the time. Uh, let's see. Yeah, with Veronica, there were a couple things I didn't like. I didn't like uh, the partying part. Mm-hmm. That seemed I out thought of it was character weird. For, for her. Uh, I think all that was the point, though, of what that life had done to her. Like, of what... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that... That was an intentional choice. I I enjoyed watching it the second time with Letitia more than I did the first time. I I was actually I was a little more empathetic to her. I guess because you do by the end of it, you do like her again. And I never, I guess, I didn't ever really not like her, but I was. It was harder to empathize. Yeah. Uh, And I love Logan, and Logan, while having some really. Horrible things was also trying to work through all of that, and yeah. I wanted to be like, okay, you need to just leave her unless she goes to therapy. That is what you <laughs> need to do. I need you to cut that tie because she's not being nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wallace's character bothered me a little bit, uh, and I understand why they did it. This made it easier for him to be in the show, but I was disappointed that uh, he wasn't an engineer. Because if you go back to the, the series, you know, he even dropped out of basketball for a season at, at college because he was struggling with his engineering classes and engineering had always been his goal, you know, what he had dreamed of. And then, you know, see him in the series as a basketball coach. 
which he was a successful basketball coach, yeah. but I was still kind of disappointed. Y'all just don't the, like the main realistic black, the things. Black, <laughs> you like, you the like main some... black character should have stuck yeah. in the stereotypical yeah. Yeah. jock. Yeah. Even though he was successful, you know. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him as a mechanical engineer like he wanted to be. Uh, but it was great and it was Pat well Oswalt. <laughs> I love Pat love Oswalt. Him. So he was he was great in it. Uh, the end yeah, the end will kick you in the in the gut. Yeah. And the the Keith story section where mm-hmm. you think he's got Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So even if you haven't seen it, and we've given you a couple of spoilers, yeah, you ought to watch it if you're a Veronica Mars fan. Uh, and it seemed like they set it up where if they want to do another season. You know, they even brought in a new character, the the girl. They want to do that. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm not sure that I want them to. I think it's... But if they did, I'd watch it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but find it and watch it. Uh, let's see. What do we else want to talk about? Live shows. We all went to concerts this year. Yeah. <clears throat> You went to a bunch. I did. I don't remember what my favorite one was. Well, I think all three of our favorites is probably... Red Rocks. Jason Isbell at Red Rocks. Everybody ought to go to Red Rocks at least once to see a show. Yes. Multiple times if possible. That was amazing. We got to see uh, Amanda Shires opened. Which Which was was a surprise. Which I was not expecting. Uh, David Crosby, who... I really enjoyed <laughs> Dinah and Letitia, not so much. Really? Yeah. I, I, I told that after. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry that you're going to be disappointed in me for this, but I'm glad that's over. You did You did at least enjoy when Jason came out and they did Ohio. I, I did, and I knew that song. Um, I, it was one of those where, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I am aware of the massive amount of talent that is going on on that stage right now, but I'm also bored, and I want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just very like one note, and they're they're because they do a lot of. Jamming, where the song doesn't have structure, you have part of it has structure, and then they just all play for a while. And I just, and mm, I, I need the song to have a structure, a, a story in it. And I agree. Okay. But yes, he was a legend, and yes, he was very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool to see him. Okay, uh, I, I can I can accept that. You know, there are, there are legends that I don't enjoy. You know, you know, I'm not a Doors fan. I'm not a Who fan. You know, there are several of those that they just don't do anything for me. I did think he sounded like a very nice man. Well, that I don't think he is. <laughs> oh, he seemed very nice. <laughs> it's surprising that he's lived this long he's one of those that you didn't think so no. and but he has and he's kind of become an elder statesman which is always weird of, <laughs> uh, the other show we went Diane and I went to see was Mark Knopfler yeah and that was I don't really do bucket list but that was a definite bucket list mm-hmm. and that was wonderful he came out on stage and he's 72 or something like that now. And he walked out on stage and made me think of my grandpa. Hmm. You know, just the way he yeah. looked, you know, a little bald headed man. Mm-hmm. I don't think my grandpa played guitar, <laughs> especially not like not Martin Offler. Yeah. And yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, I think there's probably some folks disappointed uh, in the show. Because they expected him to come out and play Dire Straits songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got a 40-year career, and Dire Straits was only 
mm-hmm. the beginning of it. And most of his lighter music is singer-songwriter, folk, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, like his band, I don't remember how big his band was, but it was big. And they played, yeah. at one point he stopped and talked about his band, and they played like 43 different instruments. Mm-hmm. He plays, were, I think 11 he plays, of them. He plays one. You know, he can play the guitar. Mm-hmm. He, he had bought he had bought some sort of drum to try to learn how to play. Yeah, and he said, I play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it included all sorts of Irish instruments. <clears throat> and, so, yeah, it was a very good show. And lots of stories. Yeah. You know, there were a couple of songs that I wish he had played that he didn't. And he played Money for Nothing, which is probably my least favorite mm-hmm. Dire Street song. But songs. you loved it when he did it. That night. I liked it, yeah. You know, uh, the guitar, the da, 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 you know, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. But the song itself is very dated, you know, in the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I did enjoy that show. And to segue from that into a local show, mm-hmm. that Natasha and I went and saw Johnny Burnett. Yeah, his name? I think so. And he played a show at South on Main last summer where they played Brothers in Brothers Arms, Arms. Start to finish. Yeah. And that was, was he did a good job. It was bring he, your dad to South on Main. Yeah, right? it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was good. He did he a did, good job. He did a good job of it. He has, he has the right voice to do the mm-hmm. songs. and uh, they Yeah, they killed it. Job. The keyboardist did a great job. Yeah. I ended up listening to that album a couple times that week afterwards. Yeah, like the keyboardist had some stuff on there, I guess trying to make it authentic, that used a floppy disk. <laughs> and they had, they had some technical problems, so they, they couldn't get some stuff to work because it, it, it used disc. a floppy disk <laughs> to do some of the the keyboard sounds. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was good. <clears throat> okay. I got other local music to talk about, but... So, I mean, you already said... Jason Isbell at Red Rocks was amazing. Um, I got to take Ro to her first real concert. She's been to, she's actually seen Grace Potter and St. Paul and the Broken Bones at a river fest, but she was too young and she doesn't remember it. Um, it was too loud for her. And it was too loud. It did hurt her ears. Um, but she did. She dance. did. She did want to, she, when she came home from that concert, she wanted to be a rock star and would put on, rock shows for me on her bed but she doesn't remember it so this is her first arena concert and I took her to see Casey Musgraves and it was it was great and Yola um was her opener who I hadn't heard of and she was fantastic and so Uh, I love her uh, now um but yeah watching one Casey Musgraves puts on a good concert um and then just watching row. Now, I did go with a friend who had a five-year-old. And so, you know, Casey Musgraves is not um, shy about the fact that she does um, some hallucinogenic drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> and some other things. And she was she was making jokes, and I was like, oh, my friend is judging me right now that I'm, like, completely <laughs> cool with my 8-year-old being here. Um, and I brought her 5-year-old son with me. But, um, but, yeah, it was great. They did. It was a long day because we drove to St. Louis for the concert. And, um, you know, look, she played for... an hour and the show didn't start until eight it might have started yeah eight she played for an hour and so then it was after nine before Casey even started so um when my friend's son was asleep in her lap and Rory was curled up in in mine (laughs) it's like should should we go ahead and go so we did we left a little bit early but as we were walking out it was she was like this is my last song so we got to hear all that so the only thing we actually missed was the encore um because they just couldn't couldn't stay awake (laughs) any longer but it was great i actually did not see nearly as many shows this year as i normally do because 
partly because of Mexico, Mexico. City. Yeah. And like I had made some decisions about if I, if I want to do this trip or if I want to do this certain thing that I'm not going to be able to travel as often for shows. So, but having said that, I did get to see Slater Kinney in Colorado um, when I was there for the work conference and a little bit of vacation. And they're always fantastic. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. And that was a great show. And then over the summer, I guess maybe May, we saw Tame Impala in Nashville. And that was amazing. I'm going to get to see them again this spring and summer. They're back on tour. And then in February in New Orleans, when we were there for Mardi Gras, I went and saw No Name. And that was one of my favorite shows of the year and uh, one of my favorite artists. So those were my, my biggest ones. And local Adia Victoria came through that same weekend as Tame Impala, actually, because I came back from the Tame Impala show and saw her the next night. She's fantastic. What? Justin Timberlake was this year. Oh, that's right. Just, oh, that was this that was year. Timberlake. That was. Yeah, because yeah, we were afraid we wouldn't get to go because it was in January or February. Mm. And that's always iffy yeah. for us. But it was... It's very it was good. good. I enjoyed that. That was a that. fun show. <laughs> very talented, very entertaining. Go ahead. I just remembered Big Ears this past year. But I already talked about it on one of your other podcasts yeah, because Serpent with Feet, that's, that was the most moving live set. Yeah. If you want to hear Natasha talk about Big Ears, go back and <laughs> listen to, I don't know which show it was on. So you go back and listen to all of them if you have. <laughs> it was whichever one when Corey and Mitch were here. Yeah. So. I don't remember which one that was, yeah. but uh, I had some local shows that I really like. One I went and saw, and I think Mark Curry is involved in two of them, which, you know, I love Mark Curry's music. Uh, I got to go see him at a place called The Preserved Moose. <laughs> it's a, There's a guy over in Little Rock that has converted a shed in his backyard into a bar. And so it's a, you know, it's got a bar and it's got a stage and he has sound equipment and they show movies and have, uh, they've been doing a lot of stand up comedy lately, but they did a show sometime last summer. It was, uh, Mark Curry, uh, Mandy McBride and, uh, oh, what's his name? Aaron Smith, guy from Northwest Arkansas, you know, and they sat around and, they took turns playing, playing some of their songs, and it was great. It's, I don't know how many people can fit in there. Have you ever been to the Preserved Moose? Mm-hmm. You know, probably a dozen to 20 people can crowd in there, mm-hmm. and, uh, but it, it was pretty cool, and Aaron Smith is hilarious. All, all but the last song they sang were all funny songs and he decided to do a serious one mm-hmm. the last one and it it made me cry but you know he had songs about uh duck sex and you need i i haven't found that one on online but it's hilarious uh had a song about uh pet dogs that they had and how i think one of his parents accidentally ran over it and, you know, told them the story about, you know, that they'd taken the dog to the vet and some rich person had come along and decided they could, they could afford to take care of the dog because the family couldn't. So the dog was living with this, this family out in the country <laughs> and the fact that he believed it until he was an adult <laughs> you know, it's, it's a funny song. It is a very, very good singer and songwriter. So love that show. If you get a chance, you can find the Preserved Moose on Facebook and go out and see some live music, have a drink. In the guy's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And the other one was another was a house show out at my friend Dean and Jennifer Bridgman's, and it was a Mark Curry show. So I got to listen to him tell stories and sing some songs and got to hear another lady named Kate Doss play some of her songs. She doesn't play any place, but she's played a couple times out there and very heartfelt, personal songs and love that. 
And then every year in December, Vanapalooza, big fundraiser for the van. Uh, usually it's at uh, the Rev Room. We have four bands. And this past year was Rowdy, Rowdy Faith, Federales, who have played at all of them, Daz and Bree, and the Big Damn Horns, which was a great show. So next summer, June or July, come on out. We'll have four more local bands that'll be really great. You'll support a great cause. So any other live music you want to talk about? Nope, I don't think so. Uh, end of my notes. Anybody <laughs> else got anything from 2019 that to recommend? Uh, nope. Okay. Go out and support some live local music. I guess we're done. It's been so long since I've done that, I've forgotten my end of the show spiel. <laughs> you can catch us on. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbeam, iTunes. I think we're still on iHeartRadio. Uh, give us a listen. If you like what you've heard, give us some likes. Share with your friends. I guess that's it. We will talk to you all later.